Welcome to Brother to Brother, a podcast that is part therapy, part tongue-in-cheek, and all real talk. Tonight's episode is episode 55. Uh, we're full in our midlife crisis. I've gotten a sports car, convertible. Wretch has gotten hair implants. A uh, 25-year-old girlfriend. A 25-year-old girlfriend. Unbelievable breasts. Her breasts are amazing. Don't tell my wife. Uh, but all seriousness, welcome, welcome to the show. Uh, we are back. Uh, per usual, uh, please think about um, subscribing, rating, reviewing, sharing with your friends, family, your enemies. Uh, if you're torturing someone, just keep downloading our podcast and play it over and over and over again. Um, not that it's torture, but it'll be downloads. It'll help the numbers. Go, yeah, go so. to the Apple iTunes or Apple Store and just download it on all, all the demo stuff. Yep, and then just keep on playing it and keep on playing it. Five-star reviews, all that shit. Um, so, organized crime, FBI, CIA, NSA. You know, we give you permission to download and use our stuff. We're not going to say you have to use it for torture, but you can definitely use it over and over again. That's the point. Uh, but enough of the uh, small talk. We're going to get right into the Carson Corner because uh, we've got some exciting stuff going on and coming up, really. Uh, I'll go first, Red, because we can... Wait for your big one, your big announcement. Jerk. Um, I'm excited because it's we're recording on Thursday night. And come Saturday, I'm going to be cruising, perusing the streets of Beverly, Massachusetts on a bachelor bar crawl. A good buddy of mine, one of my best friends up here, John Clark, a.k.a. JCW, one half of the JC squared. Um, he's getting married soon, as a matter of fact, a couple of weeks. And uh, as one of his groomsmen, I am required to not only attend but help plan this amazing bar crawl. And so, yeah, we're going to be all over the place, starting out in Salem, go to the Bit Bar, Arcade Bar. And then from there, we're hitting all the haunts, getting super wasted, going to then go back and then, you know, pass out after we eat some food, do all that bachelor stuff. Most of us are in our 30s. A lot of us are already married. So, you know, we're not going to be doing any of the crazy stuff like hiring a stripper or. Whoa, is that not why I was invited? I thought that's why I was invited. No, no, no. no. You were invited to be another body because we're going to need. Clark and I are going to need people to beat on the bags all night. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, but in all seriousness, it's something I'm excited for. Uh, it's one of the main reasons why I am not in Austin this weekend. But yeah, so. Oh, yeah, you would have. You, you could not have gone to Austin either. I mean, regardless, because of uh, that thing. That is correct. Things you do for your friends. Now, go ahead, Reds. Tell everyone about the greatness. Okay, so, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Brett Kavanaugh is going to withdraw, and uh, I've been nominated to be the Supreme Court Justice. I kid. No, uh, I'll be going to Australia in uh, a couple of days. I'm really looking forward to it. It's, it doesn't feel real still. I don't know why, but it just doesn't feel real. Maybe maybe it will when I get on the plane, but uh, right now, it, it feels like... I don't know. It feels like I still have to finish packing, things like that, um, but I'm, I'm super excited. I, I can't wait. That's another continent off of my uh, list. So the only places I have left are Africa, South America, and Antarctica. Yeah, I'm jealous of that. Um, obviously, I want to go to Australia, and I do have plans to go in the next two or three years with the wife, hoping to take either one of her Christmas breaks or her spring break to go do a nice 10-day, 14-day trip. Mm-hmm. So I'll definitely be hitting you up when you get back. Uh, but I am super jealous because, you know, as people who uh, had 
children of uh, military officers, military brats. We travel around a bunch. And being in the Navy, we got to go um, to a lot of foreign countries. One of the greatest things is just being able to check off a new continent. Um, and the fact that you're getting to Australia, one of the harder continents, if not the hardest continent, to get to from America. Oh, no. You don't think Antarctica is the hardest? I think Antarctica Oh, no, man. Dude, hardest. dude. Antarctica's mad easy. You fly the flight to Chile to Chile is uh much easier, it's faster, cheaper, and then you just get on a tour boat. You know, there are certain months you can't go there just because of the uh, weather conditions, but you plan it right, it's super easy. I You're I actually know I did not I thought that you had to j- jump through all these hoops like I was mm. looking up like re- volunteering for research station and shit like that. I didn't know that there were tour boats and shit like that. Yeah, no, they take you right to basically to the edge, the most habitable area. I've um, been misled. You have been misled. I actually know three people who have been to Antarctica. Because, like, there's this Antarctica challenge thing where that I really want to do. It's like uh, a naked run around the uh, South Pole where, like, there's this station there. And, and like, there's a pole, like, at the, the South Pole. And, like, like a marker type thing, right? And then what people do is they run from this, like... The, the, it's like a sauna type station or something. You then you run in the nude, you r- circle the thing. So like you circle the earth, and then you run back in and hop, jump in the hot water. And I'm like, that's something I've always wanted to do. That's kind of something on my bucket list. Like if I get to Antarctica, that's something I'm like gonna do. But I don't know. I, I just don't know how feasible that is. But I mean, it's on the bucket list. Yeah, I I would just put getting to Antarctica on the bucket list. Uh, everything else might be a bit much. I want to punch a penguin. I definitely don't punch a penguin. That's rude. They can't even fly. He's gonna walk up and punch you. Probably end up hurting yourself. Slip on the ice and right. You know they shit on you. Uh, or, or just all of them attack you. You'd be outnumbered if they got real, uh, real hardy. Yeah. Get him. Get him. The only thing that sucks about this trip is like I'm going with some friends and I'm not saying. I don't know. It's like sometimes I'm like. Act like you you've been to a foreign country before, guys. You know, I mean, they're just like anal retentive about everything, you know. And I mean, sometimes acting like we're going to a, a third world country, I'm like, it's fucking Australia, you know. I mean, uh, when we were, we had a group chat uh, last weekend, and they were like, yeah, um, one of the the persons she said, I'm going to register with the embassy so that uh, they know that we're in country in case anything happens. And I'm like, in Australia. You fucking you expecting a revolution in Australia? You know, like, what the hell do you think is gonna happen? I'm like, I could see if we're going like South Africa or something, you know, or we're not going. E- not even then. Like, if you're going to South Africa, unless you're going into like the shanty towns or right. into the white nationalist areas, you you don't have to worry about that. If you're going to like Bogota, yeah, or, or that Pakistan I can or something, you know, yeah, or Afghanistan, I could see that. Yeah, like, I'm like, it's Australia. What a what a yeah, what are you guys talking about? Australia is basically a down under uh, Europe, like right. You know, and then like they were like, they have a lot of people have issues with how much gas is going to cost, and like, do we want to have a car for every day, and uh, maybe we should just get a car for the first day, because like we check in on uh, we land like seven thirty eight o'clock, right? And mm-hmm. then um, is that morning or night? Morning, and then we can't check into our airbnb to like three 
So we're going to go to the zoo the first day. And, you know, so we're definitely renting a car so that we have our luggage and shit in the car, right? But they're like, well, I don't know if we want to for the whole day because then we have to pay for parking and that could be expensive and yada, yada, yada. I'm like, we're talking about splitting it because there's like six or eight of us going. So we'll be splitting it almost four ways, like the parking or whatever, since we're going to get two cars. And I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. But the thing about it is, Public transportation, which I heard isn't all that reliable, but I don't care, you know. Um, like, I, I'm such a nonchalant traveler, you know. Um, there are things I want to do. I need, you know, I have a bucket list, not bucket list, but check off checklist, you know. Like, this is what I need to do. And anything else that happens is great. But, you know, once I get those things done, as long as I get those done, then I'm, I'm cool, you know. So I'm like, I'm pretty laid back when it comes to traveling. But they're like, you know, so... They're, they're a bit older, so they're like, we don't need cars, and I'm like, okay, um, but, you know, the public transportation is almost a mile away from where we're at, right? So I'm like, I don't mind walking a mile to get to the train or to the bus, but I'm like, are all your asses going to walk a mile to get to the bus after we've been walking around all day? Like, I don't yep. see that happening. I do not see that happening, you know? Not only that. Not only that, you're going to fucking Australia. It's not like you're going to Cleveland and you can be like, well, next time we'll know to get a car. You're right. going to Australia. Odds are pretty high that you're not going to go back, especially that crew that goes with you. Yeah. Like, just suck it up and deal with it. And it's split four ways. It's a quarter of the price. Like, right. just be smart about things. Like, don't drive out in, into the middle of nowhere looking for something. Go figure out where you want to go before. Figure out the shortest route and just do it. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to get to... The uh, zoo, the aquarium, Sydney Opera House, the Sydney Bridge. Uh, I think we're going to go uh, on a well thing, uh, looking for a uh, well watch thing. Oh, God. Why waste your time on that bullshit? I could take you to a well watch here for 30 bucks. I know. I know. And that's the thing, too. I'm like, I mean, I don't know. It's it's just it's a well watch plus a tour of the harbor and some other stuff. So I am going to do it? Maybe, you know, I'll probably do it. But uh, then we're going to go out to the, the Fort uh, National Wild Park and Forest that's out there. And, and I'm going to do some hiking while I'm out there. So, like, that's that's my plan. That's the things I'm going to get done. Like, cool. Anything else that happens, you know, cool. Um, well, here's my only suggestions. One, if you go swimming, be careful of the swim areas. Like, make sure you're in a safe one because, you know, they have the urukanji, the very poisonous jellyfish that's like microscopic it's almost hard to see kills a lot of people they end up being stung paralyzed and drowning Mm -hmm. so watch out for that check your shoes every morning if you take your shoes off check that shit you don't want to get hit by scorpions god forbid the funnel web spider i think that's what it's called and watch out for snakes on the ground and above when if you go hiking because yeah because like that's the thing what we were talking about like i was telling them i'm like yeah there's something that we need to do is you know check your shoes every day because you know shit Shit goes down, you know, and they're like, "You serious?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm serious," you know. And then, check your clothes, check all right, your clothes, right? And check then it all. I was like, "Also, you need to, you know, uh, when we're walking around, we need to, you know, when we're walking under trees, and you need to be pay attention for that." And and uh, like the trees are like, "Yeah, you know, you have to um, be prepared for drop bears, right?" <laughs> and they're like, "Drop bears?" It's like, "Yeah, there's these like bears that." Know, hang out in trees and they jump on people and steal their shit and attack them and stuff like that because they're territorial about their trees. And then they were like, what the fuck? Where are we going? You know? And then I got some angry texts like a couple hours later like, drop bears are not real. 
Uh, well, I mean, I think if it's it's one of those things where, for the most part, you understand the danger. You go into a tropical area, you're like, all right, if I'm swimming, watch out for jellyfish, sea urchins, man, uh, stingrays. If I'm in the jungle, watch out for banana spiders, snakes, maybe big cats, depending upon where you are. In Australia, it's just so different because everything is so fucking lethal um, because everything on the island is so isolated. So it's meant to survive against everything is badass, right? Excuse me. Everything is badass, basically. So, um, yeah, just, you know, as long as your people all have some idea about it, you know, what more can you ask, right? right. You guys are going to Sydney, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's too bad you're not going further yeah, north no. into the Queensland. I would love to go to, like, yeah, because I want to hit up the uh, Great Barrier Reef before it's destroyed, but I guess I'll have to do that on another trip. Yeah, you're going to have to come back in uh, two or three years with Becky and I, because that is a... You, if you think I'm going to... Australia and not getting to the Great Barrier Reef, you got your damn mind. Mm-hmm. One last thing. Watch out for lionfish. Uh, they're very prevalent in Australia. Those bitches don't fuck around. Uh, poisonous, but not that deadly. But they, I mean, still, they'll fuck you up. Uh, yeah, man. I'm just so jealous, man. There's Sydney Olympic Park. There's the fucking Botanical Gardens. Oh, yeah. There's I'm looking so much good garden. stuff to see. Yeah, so um, while Reg is gone, I'll be hating him. Uh, we probably won't have an episode that... Well, when are you going? Uh, Monday the 1st to the... That Sunday, I think. The 6th is when I get back? Uh, the 6th is a Saturday. The, so the 7th, yeah. The 7th. 1st cool, cool. through the 7th. So um, chances are you probably actually won't hear from us for two weeks because... Um, well, you'll hear from us the week of the 1st because we'll release that this that week um but the following week the eighth you probably won't hear anything because um red will have been gone oh, man. The weather. and then i have a and then i have a wedding the next one afterwards so oh, okay it's, it's gonna be crazy it's gonna be crazy what's the weather gonna be like in australia super hot 65 a high of 65 on the first day low of 51 so it looks like the average is gonna be like a low of 55 and a high of 70 73 that's not bad. You can yeah. shorts in a long sleeve shirt or shorts in a uh, nice hoodie. Should be should be nice. Yeah. Only thing that sucks is that ride. Sixteen hours in a fucking airplane. Oh my god. Yeah, that's uh, there ain't no way around it. All right. Um, before we close out the Carson Corner, uh, we we being fans of scary movies, if you know anything about us, October is on the way. It's a few days away, and. One of the things that I've always tried to do but haven't honestly successfully finished is the 31 Days of Halloween, where you basically you watch uh, – uh, some people do it a Halloween movie, a horror movie, scary movie, one day, uh, once per day, every day for the month. That to me is just insane just because there are some nights where I can't watch movies because of you know whether it be things I'm working on or events I already have preplanned. Um, but what I am going to do is I'm going to do 31 movies in the month of October. And, Reg, I shared an um, Excel spreadsheet with you because I've already decided my first five movies. I got them lined up. The only thing that sucks right now is that um, I can't watch them yet because I can't get credit for it because it's not October. Uh, but of my first five, I have the 28 Days Later series. Uh, so that 28 Days Later and 28 Weeks Later, I have Evil Dead 2 and The Exorcist, which... Among those 
four, um, you can throw out 28 weeks later, but 28 days later, Evil Dead 2 and The Exorcist, I believe they're all inside of my top 20 movies of all time. Um, Evil Dead 2 is? Evil Dead 2 is an amazing movie. Mm-hmm. It is. Interesting. Um, for, if, for people who like the Evil Dead 28 series. 28 weeks later is only a 6.2 out of 10 for you? Um, yeah. What the fuck are you smoking? I, I liked it. It wasn't the greatest movies. It That's had some like issues. Easily an eight. Twenty eight weeks. When's the last time you saw twenty eight weeks later? Oh wait, wait. I'm think. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm thinking twenty eight days later. Yeah. No. 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 That's that's my point. Okay, like my bad. I th- my bad. I, You're right. You're right. Twenty eight weeks tw- later. Six point two. That that's even being generous. Exactly. I think okay. that's being generous. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Twenty eight days later is a ten out of ten for me. It's my. Um, to be honest, it's my favorite scary movie. Uh, I think it's in my top ten. I think it's at like four or five, just above The Exorcist, which is right behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's easily my favorite scary movie. And then uh, the movie I haven't seen, my first unseen movie is Cabin in the Woods. I've owned that movie I for a good while. I know I've owned it for a while and I haven't seen it, um, so I'm going to watch that. Uh, and I'll be taking suggestions, obviously, from any listeners, from you, Reg, um, from different people, and I'm going to do a. Uh, I'm saving at least one of the Halloween-themed episodes for you, uh, the Gating Rank one, because you and I, we're such big horror fans, and our family were such big horror fans uh, growing up that uh, we have such a wide variety of movies we've seen. And you in particular, you know, you throw in your horror films, I mean, not horror, your uh, international films, your foreign films, you have probably the widest breadth of horror films that I, of anyone I know, so... I am excited to talk to you about that. Um, you going to try it this year? I know you tried it last year. Yeah, that's one of those movies, that, uh, those challenges I try every year, and then I get about halfway through, and it kind of, you know, you get behind, and then it's like, eh, oh, well, next year. Like, I, I try to do that for Christmas movies, too, like 25 Christmas movies before Christmas. It doesn't always work out. But, like, I still, it's a good excuse to, to see a bunch of movies and stuff like that. And I just added one to your list, uh, Hellraiser. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, Hellraisers, I haven't seen in a long time. But uh, it's definitely one of the great ones, yeah. for sure. I think this year I'm going to do a uh, marathon of the Puppet Master movies. Because there are like 12 of them now or something. And I'll probably knock out, like like do three a night or something like that. Or three uh, on a, a weekend that I have off or something. Yeah, do three a session. That's basically my my plan. What I'd like to do is do like five I've seen, then five I haven't, then five I've seen, then five I haven't, until um, I get to thirty one. Um, there are some ones that are aren't on my list, but I definitely can't wait to add, like uh, Babadook, uh, which is one of my favorite movies. It's so weird and disturbing. Um, I definitely want to add that on. I'll probably add Hereditary again. I'll probably rewatch that just to see it again. Um, Tony Collette is amazing in it, I'm and I'm add the witch because I'm that, me too. Because that's a movie that I did not like, I, and it's one of those movies. I think like Hereditary, it's like it has a lot of fans and a lot of people that don't like it. You know, so like I was in the didn't like it camp, but I'm like I'm gonna rewatch it to see if maybe another viewing changes my mind. Because like Cabin in the Woods, when I first saw it, hated it. Was not a fan. Then I watched it again because we reviewed it for um, Cinema Chat. And I was like, this is much better than I remembered it being. 
So I've seen The Witch three times. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it twice pretty quickly. Like I rented it uh, Friday, watched it. Uh, my wife was working that weekend. And then on Monday when she was like, oh, you watched The Witch? And I was like, yeah, you hate scary movies. She's like, I kind of want to watch that one. So I rewatched it the next weekend. And then I watched it maybe four months ago. And I hated it each time. I like, just absolutely hated it. But, you know, so Reg and I pull the curtain back a little bit. Reg and I are in a horror um, group, like fan group uh, on Facebook. And I like it just because people throw out a bunch of new movies that you don't know or you get interesting takes on movies that you've seen that change the way you see that movie. One movie that keeps coming up is The Witch. People love it. People hate it. And each time someone posts about it again, it becomes a long chain of people defending or attacking or just analyzing the movie. So I want to give it one more try. I kind of am treating it like eggplant where I'm like, I know I don't like it, but I should try it every now and then just to be sure that I still hate it. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, I still hate eggplant. Tastes like rubber. Um, this is not cooked right. It has to be cooked right. It's ain't good. no way to listen. I've had eggplant so many different ways. This is one of those things where, because my wife always will get eggplant and will, or she'll order it at a restaurant or she'll want to share a meal of eggplant with me at a restaurant. And I'm just like, yo, listen, you gotta understand. I've had it steamed. I've had it fried. I've had it deep fried. I've had it coated and battered. I've had it sliced thin, cooked on the grill with balsamic. Itself? I've had it in things. I've had it. I've had it so many ways. Hmm. Eggplant is one of those things where I'm like, I've done the work to know I don't like it. Can't stop, won't stop. Um, but also speaking of Halloween, and we're going to talk a little bit more about it later. House on Haunted Hill, yeah, coming out as a TV series. TV series on Netflix. Like I saw it when I was looking for something to watch on Netflix. Like House on Haunted Hills. Hell yeah. I can't. I'm interested in it. It looks like it's a TV series where it talks about like these people who grew up in the house. These kids. I I don't know if they're all adopted or not, or if it's like an orphanage type thing. But like they all kind of grew up messed up, and like they're going back to the house to you know fix shit or, or fix themselves. It looks like. But yeah, I'm I'm really interested in it. I'm gonna check it out. You know. There, there aren't a lot of horror series out there, so I always check one out. Uh, American Horror Story just started recently. I'm waiting a few episodes because it's very hit or miss. Like, American Horror Story starts out really great. Then it gets to an episode where it's just like, okay, he lost me. I'm done with this. You know, like, I don't know if it's just a show that's worth, that that's only good when you binge watch it. It could be that. But, uh, yeah, because, like, there are maybe three seats. I think I'm like 50-50 for American Horror Story. Like, I started watching Colt last year, and but that mm-hmm. was just too... It was just too real. Like, you could tell that it was a series that was created when they thought Hillary was going to win. You know? So it was like full, like, Trump, Trump America type shit. And then I'm like, I'm not going to watch a show where this woman is being tortured by these cult people and these people are getting killed in these weird fucking ways. And I'm like, it it had to do with like mental issues too. And I was like, this is just not, this is is not for me, you know, and like it it, too spot on. I don't know. Yeah. Yes. To a certain extent, because like there was this one episode or part of an episode where this guy who's basically like a living breathing troll and who's like uh like a, a low key, like a a poor man's trump you know and uh 
mm-hmm. you know, but like, well, Trump versus mixed with like Alex Jones or something, you know, and uh, so he was, he basically assaulted these these immigrants, right? And then uh, when they defended themselves, they they, you know, beat him up and shit. They filmed get him getting beat up and then released it and everybody was, you know, on edge and fuck immigrants and all that shit. And I was like, uh-uh, no, 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 not, see, not, I not, not down with this. I watched the first season of America horror, horror, horror. Do you say horror or horror? Horror. America horror. That feels war- weird to be honest. Um, anyways, I watched the first season and really liked it sort of fell apart in the second season and then have always wanted to get back in and just haven't. Yeah, I'm going to watch uh because I didn't which ones? I didn't watch Hotel. I didn't watch um the circus one because the circus one again, I'm like I felt like they were really poking fun and, and doing a disservice to people who were differently abled, you know, like they were making fun of these quote-unquote carnies and shit. But then they were acting like they're inclusive and like they're just it, it rub again rubbed me the wrong way. It was just it was just it was just not cool on so many levels, like kinda of tone deaf, like so like I didn't finish that one. And then Hotel I just kinda of got lost with it. I don't know. I was coming I think that came out after the, the the witch one, which was it was good. I enjoyed it. A lot of people didn't, but um after that, I was kind of just getting fatigued, so I stepped away for a couple of seasons. And then the Roanoke one, I binge-watched that, and oh my god, that was fucking good. The Roanoke is that season. A, is this standalone? Yeah, they're all standalone. Yeah. Oh. That, that's the perfect. beauty of it. You don't have to watch You don't have to watch any of the American Horror Stories to understand what's going on. You just jump in the season. I might have to watch Roanoke. Maybe I can do that. That can be a reward yeah. if I finish uh, my 31 movies. Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh. Oh, you didn't tell me Cooper Goody Jr.'s in there. That's my dude, man. So good. It was so that good. I might watch dude. it again. It was that good. I like that might have been my favorite season because it starts out as a reality show, right? And um so it's like a reality show about these people going to this house and, and I think is it a reenact- Well don't tell me about okay, it. Don't okay. tell me about it. I'm gonna watch okay. it. Okay. But it's it's I'm real good. Watch. And it's based on, you know, the Roanoke story and yep. Kroto and all that shit. Oh my God, Cuba Gooding Jr. He listen. I will watch anything he's in, no matter how shitty it is, unless of course it's something insanely problematic. But aside from that, man, Jerry Maguire, my favorite Cuba Gooding Jr. Uh, movie though. I mean, Jerry Maguire is great, but Men of Honor, him and Robert De Niro. Mm. Did you see that movie? Mm. When he's a he's a Navy SEAL uh, or the U.S. Navy diver. No, I did not see that. Oh my god, dude! It's uh, I won't tell you about it, but the scene at the end is just absolutely amazing. You gotta watch. We might have to watch that movie. That movie, woo! You want to make me cry? There are very few movies that will do it, but that one, The End of Glory, and Armageddon. Those are three you know pretty sure. I'm not a movie crier, but this this year it's happened twice. Uh, oh, which movie? Oh wait, let, hold on. Let me see if I can guess. It's, I, uh, I seriously doubt you'll be able to guess them. You'll be one was really recent, like in the last month. Um, can I guess that none of them are action? N- no, you would be wrong. None of them, oh, I would be wrong. Okay, recent last month. Uh, not the nun, not predator. Um, you know, I don't think I'm gonna get them because you by you saying. 
I was thinking action. I was like, uh The the most I, recent I one wasn't action. Wasn't? No, it was like a suspense thriller type thing. Well, if you want to tell them, tell them. If not, maybe I'll keep. I'll have a new guest each each show. No, no, no. I don't want to drag Fine. it out. Um, tell me. The, the most recent one, Searching, uh, the John Cho movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. Uh, have you seen it? No, no, no. Okay. But I could understanding what it's about. I could see. And that. And then, did you see Equalizer two? I did not see that. Yeah. There's a scene. Something happens at the very end. And I don't, I don't even, it hit me. It was like somebody, like I was just sitting there like, this is a good movie. This is enjoyable. And then that scene happens and it was like somebody just came in through a, a, a tear gas can in my face, grenade in my face. Cause I was just like, I did not, I was not prepared for it. Did not see it coming. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my God. <sighs> yeah. So like, I, I don't even know. I, I'm, I'm not even ashamed of it, but like, yeah. I feel like the last movie I cried in was uh get out that's the last movie there i was just like really what part the very end when the police car shows up Mm -hmm. and it's his buddy spoiler alert if you haven't seen this movie it's been out for like two years um because like when the police car showed up i was like fuck it it was this feeling of like immense relief yeah and maybe two or three tears came out and i was like oh fuck man that was so close I think before this year, I think maybe the last one was probably uh, up or something. Uh, yeah, I still haven't seen that, but I hear the beginning is insanely sad, yeah. which it's kind of the reason why I don't want to see it. I'm like, um... searching had a scene like that at the very beginning too, but like, I don't know. After up, I was like, I'm prepared for this, but then there's a part in the movie I was not prepared for. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, enough of our chit chatting. We could talk forever. Yeah. Um. We're going to talk about a little bit of what's going on in the news and society and the zeitgeist in the flow in the matrix. And I got to say this, man. If we are living in the matrix, man, fuck you, computers. You should be making a better fucking world. We should be out in space. We should be having like you should. This shit should be Star Trek. You know what I'm saying? If you're using us as batteries, this shit should be Star Trek. Uh, but I digress. Um the big thing going on today, it's been really going on the last couple of weeks, but definitely today, um, has been the Kavanaugh and Ford um, testimonies, which were going on uh, Capitol Hill today. Uh, that stuff, Reg, I listened to a bunch of it. I listened to all of Ford's testimony and the first part of Kavanaugh's, and you want to talk about night and day. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. she, Her testimony versus his testimony, I mean... It, she was answering all their questions, even if she had to take time and, and, and collect herself to do it. But like, and, and I got to say this last episode, I was like, last episode, I said probably the most problematic and fucked up thing I've ever said. And like, after listening, just her opening testimony, I was like, I, I'm so ashamed of the words that I said, because I was basically kind of like, either testify or don't you know and if you're not going to then what was the point of all this you know and then i was like i was still of of the mind that you know it's gonna be it's traumatic and and they shouldn't be forced to do all that you know but at the same time there was part of me and and i voiced you know a part of me that would that fucked up you know And, and hearing her speak it was just it's a shame that she's going she went through what she went through in the past and that she has to go through this shit today and it's just you feel so if you don't feel bad for her then you there you know there's just no hope for you you're you're evil in my opinion you know 
you need to go go check yourself somewhere. I agree 100%. Um, I started listening at the beginning, and uh, one of my coworkers had to like tap me on the shoulder four times to give me something. She's like, "What? Where are you right now?" And I was just like, "I'm listening to the um, the testimony um, from Kavanaugh's accuser." And she started listening. Then someone else started listening. And at one point, I went to use the bathroom, and I just saw a bunch of people with headphones on, not typing. Like, hands over their keyboards, not typing, obviously just being like, holy fuck. Because that's the way I felt when she was describing mm-hmm. all of it. When her voice would break, I felt like my heart would drop into my stomach. Right. Just being like, oh, my God, this this must be so painful. You've worked so hard to build these walls up, coping, trying to deal with this issue. And you can tell like, like that. Like there's a part where she, I mean, it's just simple things that you don't even think about. Talking about, I got to get you right you know, out of out of the blue, like, she was talking about how she has a problem, like, claustrophobia and things like that, and, and looking for exits and shit like that, and, like, she, even to the point where she's, like, her house has two front doors. Dude, that shit that broke, broke me. me. That shit broke me in the worst way, and to be honest and open, I have very close friends, um, and some family who have dealt with sexual assault and rape, and so I've talk through their experiences with them when they were secure enough to be open up to be open with me. Um, some of them haven't have just really that they've had it, but some of them, you know, we've really discussed it cause we're close and sometimes they have, you know, emotional PSD. And so they need someone to talk to. So I understand the things that they do. Like I have a friend who has, um, a night like she's got a night light next to her bed she's got a light in her closet like there's always a light on in her vicinity basically that's her thing and hearing someone who had to say i had to put two doors on my front i had to put two doors on my house so that i have that extra ability to escape if need be or that extra feeling of security like the trauma that she went through and is going through every single day blows my mind and then to have then to be outed to have people calling in death threats against her and her family like the fact that there haven't been more people from the gop that like brett kavanaugh himself hasn't gone out and be like hey 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 listen regardless of how you feel about her threatening her family forcing her to move her family not once but twice you're right and and that's the thing too because like i said night and day like you listen to her and you cannot not believe this woman i mean if you don't believe her it's just because you've chosen not to believe you know but i mean you look at some of the things she's the only one she's naming other people who are there she's the one calling for a a fucking investigation she's the one that's saying investigate my story she's the one saying that my if you could debunk my story then debunk it talk you know i want you to look into this and he's like he doesn't need it he doesn't want an investigation he doesn't want these people called they're like uh we have a sworn statement from these people like those statements were under oath and yes they're under a felony you know uh, uh you know felony perjury or whatever but their statements are like six sentences long that's not a fucking statement that's not the same as bringing somebody in front and asking them questions and gauging how they uh, react and things like that you know i mean and it's just he can't even answer simple fucking questions you know he's dodging everything you know, and, and this is a guy who he wants us to trust his version of things, saying that he didn't know um, her or anything like that. But then you look at his yearbook, he's like, oh, that was just us being, you know, 
try, trying to act like Caddyshack or some shit like that, you know. And then you, you look at how he's like, oh, yeah, it, it, he was a Boy Scout and an Eagle Scout and, you know, basically a saint as a kid. But then all his friends were like, actually, he was a party animal. And then he just comes around and is like, oh, well, yeah, I did drink some. And it's like all this shit that, like, it's amazing to me that how much his story is changing. There's still people who are like, Oh yeah, I believe this guy. And now they're like, what, five accusers or something? I'm like, this is like some Bill Cosby level shit, you know? And and that's the thing for me. Like, literally, this is what Bill. This is what happened with Bill Cosby, where people doubted all what his victims said, found excuses not to listen to them, and then he gets busted, and people want to act like, oh, this is such a tragedy. This is so bad. It's like, no. Even if you're not sure about him or the five accusers, this guy cannot be and should not be put on the Supreme Court of the United States. Think about it as if you were interviewing at any other position with this guy's background, they were like, yeah, we have four claims of sexual assault against this guy. Should we hire him as a manager of fucking McDonald's? Fuck no, no you don't. No. Oh, how many? He has one and a lady's willing to testify. Oh, it's two now? It's four now. Correction, five now. No, we can't have this guy's a danger to other people. He may or may not. And and this is the thing for me. He's already a U.S. District Court judge. He already has a life appointment on the court that he is on right now. For him to act like his life has been taken from him, mm-hmm. like, I'm sorry. You, and, and that's the thing I think is so funny where he's like, let me make sure I mention everything that she mentioned. He's like, people have been threatening my children. Like, oh, are you still in your house? Oh, you're still in your house. Those threats must not either A, must be fake. Or false, you're just making that shit up. Or B, um, they're not anything that you're worried about because you haven't moved. Right. You know, and then and then like when he started his opening statement, like crocodile fucking tears, and I'm like, can you hear her statement? You hear the emotion, the trauma. Then you hear his statement. I'm like, go fuck yourself. Get fucked, man. Because he was like, and my dad. <sighs> He kept a calendar. It was more like a journal. I was like, you're crying over a fucking journal, dude. This woman was sexually assaulted. Not only that, like, you're supposed to cry when you're talking about your family and your kids and what they went through instead of, like, yelling like a dude, bro, a belligerent dude bro. Right. This is the thing for me. When Four, cri- when four uh-huh. cried, she didn't just, like, all of a sudden fall apart. Like, you could feel it coming as it mounted, like, as she was talking about, as she built up to discussing how the assault happened, like... His was just like, oh, I'm supposed to cry here. Oh, I'm supposed to cry here. It reminded me of, um, what was that Netflix series uh, about the guys who started the FBI? Um, oh, um, Mindhunter? Yes. It reminded me of Mindhunter. I think it's like episode four or five where they're talking uh, to the guy uh, in like Kentucky prison. And he's just like, he was like, it's obvious that he's not actually feeling these emotions. He's trying to mimic what he thinks we expect from him because like his cries his cries didn't sound like he was tearing up it sounded like he needed a tissue yeah like like he had allergies and the thing is like you know he's still gonna get confirmed because at the end of the day he's a guy who will go to bat for trump and if there becomes a conscious constitutional crisis he will side with the Trump administration and say that Trump can't be charged or can't be indicted or anything like that. And that's why they want him on there, you know? And it's like, they're, they're, 
it just goes to show you the moral bankruptcy in the GOP party because they're going to take an L on this one. They're going to get the win. They're going to get Kavanaugh, but they're going to take an L in the long run. But it doesn't matter because Kavanaugh will be on the Supreme Court for 30 years. And if it comes down to it, he'll be there to protect Trump. And it's, it's disgusting the way that this is going down. And it's like, I mean, I, I know we've had this discussion from time and time again. But, like, this is why, like... You just have to grin and bear it and vote for the Democrats because this shit is too real. You know, like Roe versus Wade will probably, I mean, the idea that Roe v. Wade might be overturned is like a real possibility I didn't think would ever happen. You know, it's it's mind-blowing to me that they're going to try and put that genie back in the bottle. I think it's going to be real interesting to see what happens because if he does get put on the stream court, 2018 better be a tsunami like that literally that's just got to be it like people got to show up people got to fucking vote and if that doesn't happen this country's fucked yeah because i mean even look at some you saw those things with those republican women they were like boys will be boys i'm like do you really you know like I, i i saw this comic where this guy was reading the paper and he's on the couch and he says boys will be boys and then it it the panels moves out and his daughter's sitting next to him. And she says, would you say that if it happened to me? And I'm like, exactly. Like, I don't understand how these people that have daughters could act like this is okay. You know, and women, like, I just don't understand how you get to a point where you are willing to sell out your own kind, your own yourself, basically to, to do this, you know, like, I don't understand how you could be in the LGBTQ plus community and be a Republican is beyond me. How can you be a black person and be a Republican unless you're filthy rich? It is beyond me because they don't care for you. Like women too. I don't, I don't understand it. Like if all you care about is real, if abortion is really the only thing that drives you get fucking bent. Jesus Christ. This shit is real, you know? And it's just, it's mind boggling to me, you know? And it's like, Kavanaugh, man, he's going to be on the Supreme Court because the one thing that they care about is protecting Trump, and I don't understand it. I don't even think it's about Trump. I really think it's about abortion. I think it's about be Trump honest. because there are other people who will protect abortion. Uh, who, the woman that dude, everybody was talking dude. about, if Kavanaugh no, steps no, down, is more Reg, conservative no, than he Reg, is. Reg, no Republican thinks that they're going to win in 2020. I, th- like, I, 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 I don't. I used to. A couple of months ago, I would say, yeah, you know what? Watch watch people fuck up and they nominate someone. The only way I see them losing, to be 100% honest, is if they nominate Joe Biden. If they nominate Joe Biden, he's bad enough that a bunch of white people hate that guy. But outside of that, people, I think, are done with Trump. Here's the reason he has- I think they're going to win. I, I, you know what? I would have told you that Trump would win in 2020 about a month ago. I've, I'm probably I've said it before on on this podcast. Now I think it's up in the air. I think it all depends on what happens in 2018 in November. If that blue wave doesn't happen, Trump runs a gambit, and we're stuck with him for for another six years because there that means that there is nothing to repudiate him or the Republicans, and they have free reign to do whatever the fuck they want to do. They won't even have to pay lip service. They're having to pay lip service now because of the, of the midterms. But if that shit goes down, Mueller investigation's over. Uh, um, Bilbo Bigot's gonna get fired. 
all that shit. They're just gonna run amok with the country, and they will have there will be no checks and balances, and then they'll win again in twenty twenty. I I guarantee guarantee fucking t. Well, but yeah, Reds. But you're talking about the best case scenario. That's not really that big of a hot take. Like you're basically saying if everything fails in twenty eighteen with all this motion, then it's and probably going to continue. I think it is gonna continue. fail in twenty eighteen. I disagree. I you think I the blue don't. Is gonna happen. I do. I think there are going to be a lot of victories. I think they're going to take a lot from the from the House and the Senate. I think at you think they're going to take the Senate. I think they have a very good shot at taking the Senate or putting it in a place where they're not just where it's like fifty one or where it's like forty nine. Hold on, forty nine. Let me do the math. Sorry, forty nine, forty nine, two with the two independents. Like I think that's very possible. Um, that's not my I'm not even I I'm not that concerned with 2018 to be honest just because of the fact that the reason why Hillary lost besides the fact that she, people couldn't trust her people didn't like her and she didn't campaign in the swing states that she should have is the fact that people stayed home and whether that was because they didn't like her or that was because they didn't believe in her or because they thought it's a sure deal that's the that in my mind is literally the biggest reason why she lost because like and I said it on in my humble opinion when we still had the show the demographics and the groups that are anti-Trump are too big they're just too many people like the Republicans let me finish Republicans no they are Republicans Republicans are dying out they're just dying out even in places like Minnesota and Michigan, like they, there's no reason that they should have lost Michigan. That shit's embarrassing. Michigan, Ohio, there are a lot of white people there, but there are a lot of Hispanics. There are a lot of blacks. There are a lot of young, educated whites who are Democrats. They stayed home. Those people stayed home. They didn't vote in the numbers that they did for Obama because they felt no connection with her. If the, Dem- um, if the Democrats make that same mistake, yeah, they'll lose again. Of course they will. But I don't think outside of again joe biden i don't see how you could get someone he's done too much damage there are a lot of people who are like i'm willing to give something else a different chance those people are not those people are by and large not happy with the vote they made okay but here's the thing though i just don't see who's gonna run in 2020 like can you really think kamala harris or or of course not she's not gonna win Neither one of those people will run because they're not well-known enough. They're not well-known enough or are suave enough or charismatic enough to be like, hey, I'm a minority. Trust me. Like, Obama had so much smoothness, so much charisma. He was intelligent, and but he knew that he had to speak to his people to get them riled up and make sure that they were there and they showed up. But for the other side, a lot of them, he just had to make them feel comfortable with him being the with being a black guy in the room, and he did that. Cory Booker and Camilla Harris. I don't. I, I think really, if I'm a Democrat and I'm being smart, I run Elizabeth Warren. That's oh, who I run. No, no. I run her with Bernie Sanders as the whatchamacallit, because they're not going to run Bernie as the candidate. If they're real smart, they just run Bernie Sanders and fucking crush that shit. That Take would that be shit the home. real smart thing to do. Bernie Sanders versus Trump and be like, let's see what the fuck happens. Because you I, know what? I think I think if, God forbid, Trump wins in 2020 and he run, or runs again in 2020, I don't even know he's going to run again. I'd be shocked if he ran again. But anywho, um, let's say he runs again in 2020. That means the next election is 2024 i think beto o'rourke runs in 2024 and, and no. gets the nomination i think he does no. i think he does 
No. I think if he wins, if he wins in 2018, he runs in 2024. He's just a congressman, man. He took Ted Cruz. He he's not the next. They're much better up and comers than who will be better positioned Name than, one. than Beto O'Rourke. Name one. And what you call it? Personally, I think Camilla Harris could be better. Would be in better position than he would be by come 2024. I don't think so because I don't. Here's the thing: progressives. I don't think progressive would ever vote for. Well, I take that back. It depends on the landscape, but I find it hard to believe that progressives are going to vote for Camilla Harris. Everyone it, on Reg, the progressive side says she's a cop. I I agree with that, and I feel that same I'm way. I'm a progressive, but she, and I'll vote for her because if she, if she gets the nomination, I'm voting for whoever is a Democrat because this shit's got to end. But, yeah, 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 yeah. We know your position. Right. Here's my point. Here's my point, Reg. If if Trump somehow won in 2020, she would have four years to show her to grab progressives and basically to be the next challenge after Trump. If a Democrat wins in 2020, then she has till 2028 to, to season her chops in the Senate, maybe get a job as like secretary, uh, I don't know, something, hopefully not in law enforcement. Um, right, can you that would help her rep. I would not help her rep. Well, it all depends because if she if she becomes attorney general and takes some more progressive styles, like get these prisoners from marijuana out, if she makes the turn, because whether she actually believes it or because the landscape forces her to do that, then she in twenty twenty eight people people have short memories, man. They'll remember the who she was in California, but she'll get to say. When I was there, I overemphasized the use of force, and I didn't look at the idea of community building. And that can literally be her thesis. This is what changed me, going into these communities, seeing it from a wider stance instead of just based in my area. Like, that's a narrative anyone can write if you're really intelligent. Beto O'Rourke is not well-known, like – He's he's only well known because this race has gotten close. But like, if you talk to someone in like I don't know, I I don't know a city. I was thinking I was trying to think of like Maine, but I was like, if you talk to someone in Maine, you say Beto O'Rourke or Camilla Harris, they're both gonna be like who? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just I think she's better positioned than he is. Honestly, I do. I mean, we'll see. We will see. He would have to be. He'll have to do something amazing in his first term as uh, senator to throw himself into the ring to be like now in 2020 or in 2024 or 2020 i can think about running the like it, it had to be something good in speaking of, of uh cases in marijuana because you brought it up did you hear about how seattle the seattle judge threw out like 15 years of marijuana convictions no and that's the way it should be like um because of uh, Cynthia Nixon, New York's doing the same thing. They're reviewing a bunch of people who are basically in jail for only drug-related charges, and they're starting to let them out. Yeah, I think it's something like 542 cases in Seattle that were thrown out. Well, I mean, it's stupid. I So I've been listening to this, um, this podcast, Ear Hustle. It's uh, basically um, a podcast with a bunch of guys in San Quentin. And listening to some of these guys who are in there, some of them deserve to be in there, you know, double murder, stuff like that. But uh, there's this guy who his his first offense was, like, marijuana possession. His second offense was um, purchasing a, an ounce of marijuana, and he got 25 years to life. Yeah, I mean, that marijuana. Third strike, that's, that's, that third strike law is bullshit. That was his second strike, man. That wasn't even his third strike. Like. Yeah. 
the idea that people are in jail because of fucking stop and frisk. We're looking at you, Giuliani. Mm-hmm. Um, like, but, uh, that shit's insane. Right, but I mean, that's because the economy is built on, on slave labor that we call prisons. I mean, that's definitely true. There's no way around it, you know. Um, like, I heard this about this app that lets you scan stuff at the grocery store to let you know. You know, like, you, you put in these the case, the causes that you're for, things that you're against. Like, you know, so if you're like, I'm not for child sweat lo- sweatshops and shit like that, you scan it and be like, this company's good. Or this company... Uh, you know, they do things that, you, that you're against. And one person, you know, put a bunch of things that you think are benign. But it's like, there's nothing you can buy in the store, you know. And it, and it sucks that that's, that's the kind of economy and, and world that we're living in now. Like, we're all sitting... I mean, we talk about slavery and how bad that was. And I don't think that... I don't know. Prisons probably aren't the same as slavery. I, I'm not... I, I don't know if I'm willing to say that, but... It is weird. It's a shame that there's this hidden slavery that nobody talks about because we we want to believe and act like that these people are there because they deserve to be there somehow. For me, I think about the injustice in this country and, and then expand it out to the world. You know, you think about the fact that the United States has so much wealth and you look south to us in Mexico where there are wealthy areas, but whenever I'm in the country for to vacation, I'm just like, it shouldn't be like this. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it just shouldn't be like this. No one, no one should be digging through trash heaps looking for food, looking for metal to get fucking shorted on to buy the littlest of food that you can find. People shouldn't be getting polio and any of these other crazy fucking diseases because of the fact that they just can't get vaccines, or because we price out vaccines. Like, and. Outside of that, like outside of just the moral injustice, it's just like it's not good for humanity or for profits. If we were going out in space, we could be mining asteroids. We could be expanding to new countries like our new – excuse me, new planets, new moons. Like there's money in that shit. There's real money in that shit. I mean, and, but that stuff's going to happen. It's just going to happen with you know capitalism and, and, and people – like we're going to see in our first – in our lifetime, the first trillionaires, you know? Yeah, it's it's just insane to me. It's it's unnecessary, but... Um, just to go through some other quick hits, um, Trump had his UN speech, and within about two minutes of it, they were laughing at him. He basically claimed that in their two short years, they had done more than any other administration in the United in the history of the United States, which is, is fucking insane. Like, do you realize that there are... We're in in certain administrations. We went to the fucking moon, we went to space, we orbited the Earth. You ain't done shit like that. You've done nothing revolutionary like that. We ended wars, we dropped nuclear bombs for, which is terrible. But still, like, what have you done? Right. And rightfully, he got laughed at because he's a fucking child. Um, and you know, throughout his speech, he basically was uh, spelling out his personal view, um, very anti-globalism. We're going to give aid and support to those who are nice to us because, like any perfect narcissist, he can't stand anyone who laughs at him or who is mean to him or who doesn't like him. So it's just a fucking joke. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing that, like, people, I mean, it's just crazy that they're laughing at him to his face. You know, it's like that that must have that must have hurt. (laughs) But it's funny, you know, it's like, of course, you know, like that's what happens when when you live in that bubble that he lives in. Um, what I think is also crazy about it is the fact that 
and people have mentioned this on other podcasts and on the news. It's like I felt like for the first time you saw a real human reaction from him. Oh yeah. Where he was where he was like, oh, okay, that's not how that was supposed to go. I mean, he I I literally don't think he could stop himself saying that's. Uh... But it was just so great to see him take an L in front of the world. You know, the first time he's ever probably had to face face a reality of what he is and what people think of him. You know. That that's what I I felt like is what we saw there. I think it's I think it's just it's just sad. Everything about it's sad. We're gonna have to have so much work to do to repair relationships after we get this psychopath narcissist out of our office. Hopefully, I'm mm-hmm. uh, not Reg. You're gonna have to explain something to me. Trump is Batman. Yes, 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 yes. I was watching The Dark Knight, as you do. And uh, because like DC is doing like Batman Month or whatever, and I was like, well, let me watch the, watch watch Batman again, you know. I was watching The Dark Knight, and I had this weird theory, this weird analogy that doesn't fit all the way through, but I'm gonna try and walk it through, walk you through it. But I was like, you know, when you think about it, Trump is like Batman because, and I was thinking about the scene where. The Joker, where they're having their little meeting with all the people, and the Joker is like, why are you having this meeting down here, you know? Uh, a, a year ago, nobody would, co- you know, come at you anyway, and then now you're down here having this meeting because you're all f- fearful and scared. And I was like, that is kind of like the left right now. It's more specifically the DNC, I think. But, you know, like... Trump came along and in, in, in like like Batman, he changed everything, you know, to a certain extent where like now you have all these races popping out of the woodworks, puffing their chests out when they, you know, like like he said, you know, a couple of years ago, 2015, they would never have acted this way, the way some of these people are acting, you know, and and you have the Republican Party, you have who could be like, I don't know, Jim Gordon and the GCPD, you know, all of a sudden they're brave and they're taking down these people that they consider the bad guys in the culture wars, you know, I'm like, do they, are they fully with Batman or Trump? Hell no. But he's the guy that they need right now. Not the one that they think they deserve, but he's the one that they need. And he's the symbol that they're willing to, a symbol that they're willing to, you know, chase and deal with. And I'm like, in in a weird, twisted, bizarro, dark world, that's what's kind it kind of fits. I know there are holes in the analogy because, like, well, then who's the Joker? You know, because we don't. Ha- and I think that's one of the problems right now. Is we don't have a Joker. You know what's funny? That actually makes sense because if you look at the GOP as uh, the Gotham PD, you know, they're basically using the Dent Act, knowing that it's built on corruption. Right. That's yeah. So who's the jo- who's our Joker? Listen, we got to write that up and get that shit published online because that is such a good analogy. Because like they. I mean, even Batman, they weren't fully on board with everything he did. I mean, he's flattening cop cars and just, you know, the rule of law and throwing a lot of shit out the window. But they were okay with it because it was getting them to the place where they thought they wanted to be. I mean, and even Dent started to get corrupted before, you know, before the whole fire, you know, even he was getting corrupted a bit when he was willing to torture that guy, you know. But, like, yeah, so I'm like, that's kind of what the, the, you know... In a weird, bizarro, dark world, that's kind of... I was like, man, Trump is Batman. But for, like, bad guys. Yeah, it's uh, it's bizarro world. Yeah, and that guy who gets the pencil shoved to his head, let's call him Al Franken. 
<laughs> yeah. Gone. Um, damn. That shook me, right? That shook my world. One last sad news before we get into some lighter fare. There was a missing child, um, Matic Rich, uh, who um, was missing actually in your neck of the woods, Gastonia, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Child with autism was with his father, um, sprinted ahead of him, and they lost sight of him. They do believe they have found him. They're testing to make sure before you know and identifying or notifying the family. But it's a sad ending to a unfortunate incident. I know a lot of people are like, how could you let him get out of your sight, especially with his condition? And it's just a sad thing. I hope it doesn't end up being more than just a tragedy. The first thing I thought when I saw that story was just like, man, fucking too many true crime podcasts in my head. Right. I've watched too right. many of them. This family is grieving and hurting. That's what's, you know, hopefully this kid comes back. But when it was like day two, three, I was like, man, kids can't survive the night in that type of conditions like if it rains or gets real cold that'll kill a young child about by themselves so yeah that's a sad ending uh but in other news and happier news uh and still again in your area reg charlotte uh the charlotte panthers just signed pro bowl free agent uh and safety eric reed uh now reg that doesn't mean anything to you i know i don't even know why it's in the lineup I'll tell you why. Eric Reed was the first person to kneel with um, Colin Kaepernick when they were both on the San Francisco Giants. It's Giants. Holy shit. I'm going to have to edit that out. When they were both on no, the San Francisco 49ers. Um, I'm definitely editing this one. So guess how far that's going out. Uh, one too many hits. Uh, anyway, so he knelt with um, Colin Kaepernick. And then when Colin Kaepernick obviously was uh, not re-signed, uh, he continued to kneel through his uh, time with the San Francisco 49ers. Now, that was up until the end of the previous season, the 2017-2018 season. Now, he should have been the first safety signed. Um, I believe he's 27 years old. He's a multi-time pro bowler. Uh, he is one of the best hitters, cover men in the league. And surprise, surprise, the man who kneeled to raise a fist did not get signed. Uh, he filed a grievance with the NFL along with uh, Colin Kaepernick. And, but lo and behold, the Panthers, who have new ownership uh, after the dismissal of Jerry Richardson because of racial and sexual allegations of racial and sexual abuse of uh, staff members. Uh, the new owner, who basically was like, you know, we're changing the culture. Um, we're going to be more fan friendly. We're going to listen to our community, you know, where you want to understand that while, yeah, we own the team, but this team is sort of owned by everybody. Uh, and after listening to players and members of the community, he, uh, went and got Eric Reed after their starting safety got hurt for the year. So it's great to see him back in the league. Uh, I hope that he continues to kneel and I do believe he would have support in that Panthers locker room if he did. So Yeah. Story, good story, good ending. Um, it would be nice if someone took a chance on Colin Kaepernick because the bums who have been getting jobs lately, mm-hmm. he was he's better than them with one leg. So, and and uh, that's a question I did have because I know football is back, but are people kneeling? There are people kneeling. So Kenny Stills, somebody Albert, I can't remember his first name for the Dolphins. 
Uh, Michael Bennett uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles doesn't kneel. He's never really knelt, but he does raise a close fist every time. He and um, I can see your face, but I can't remember your name. Um, I'll remember his name later. But so there are a couple of people who are kneeling, raising fists, showing signs of protest. Yes. Is it more than before or? Uh, about the same number. Um, if it was like 11 before, it's like maybe eight now. So, so you know. We're talking about there are only 11 some odd people that were kneeling for the past. I mean, the, there were a lot of people who were kneeling at certain times. There weren't people who were consistently kneeling. Okay. Um, but there were moments where, like, you know, they would be a shooting and then, say, the Dolphins or the Chargers are going to be like, you know, we as a point want to say that we understand what our teammates our black brothers are going through you know mm. we may not under we may it may not be affecting our community but it is affecting our brothers and so we they would like to kneel and we're going to kneel with them and then people would blow up like personally i think it's funny because um this year the ratings for the nfl are probably going to be down but i think it's a lot of it's going to be because of the new roughing the passer penalty then it is going to be anything that else because something that, else you know i am not a sports guy in any kind of sense of the word but doggone do i i even know about that like people are fucking pissed like reg you you can you you know like there was i guess one tackle where they're like he led with the helmet too much or some shit like that and it's just like people are fucking like livid in, in the um you know, break room when there there are there's a game on. People are just like fuck this and fuck. I mean, people on both sides, both sides. You know, like people are like they should not have called that it, when when it's called on you know the opposing person. You know, like well, then, what do they want? They ought to just play uh, tag football if that's what they're gonna do. I'm like, wow, these people are mad. Well, Rich, I'm a Packers fan, and I'll let me just detail this. So in the first week, they had a. Roughing the passer call that should not have been called when we were playing against Chicago. That penalty allowed them to get a first down, which then allowed them to throw a touchdown pass two plays later. Second week against Minnesota, fourth quarter, a minute and 20 seconds left. Um, clean sack calls a roughing the passer penalty, which was insane, and that erased and I an interception that would have ended the game. So instead of winning the game, we ended up tying only through the grace of God. And then last week, three weeks in a row, same player, Clay Matthews Jr., all pro linebacker, sacks the quarterback, doesn't land on like purposely tries not to land on him, puts his head on the other side, and they call a penalty, and he literally explodes on the field. And he's just like, What do you want me to do? Literally, I've had three different weeks, three different types of tackles that used to be legal tackles and you're telling me that it's not a tackle you're basically saying i can't hit the quarterback right it's it's insane i was watching so i watched the packers lose against washington that sucked last week but then i started watching the four o'clock games and they were just calling penalty threats i turned it off i'm like i can't watch this this is literally unwatchable every three plays it feels like they're throwing a flag yeah and that's, I can't, that's what can't i can't watch that's it. what i've been hearing that people are like this the game is unwatchable it's not fun anymore because and it's all because what? Because of the uh, the concussion stuff? No, CTE no. So it's or, no, no. It's, it's not else? even. It's not even that. So Aaron Rodgers last year, my quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, got picked up mid sack, and the guy sort of drove his shoulder into the ground, breaking his collarbone. So they wanted to make a rule to prevent that from happening. I have no problem with that. The idea that you shouldn't be driving quarterbacks into the ground is fine. You don't need to. Like you can sack a person without driving them in the ground, risking their health. 
I get that. But they have made it so vague that they're calling everything. Hmm. It's just unnecessary. Even when you have quarterbacks saying, like, listen, the defense has to be able to play. The quarterbacks, the dudes were being protected. But the NFL is stubborn. Like, they are the most prideful organization because they're a bunch of just bullheaded assholes. They won't make a change in the midseason. They're like, we'll talk about this during the um, competition committee in the offseason, which is fucking stupid. No, just make the change now. It's real simple. Okay, here's a question because I've heard people say this and I've heard it a couple of places and I was like, mm, that's bullshit. But now it just seems like maybe it's true. But, like, people are saying that, like, in 20 years – Football will not be a thing. Do you believe that? Because, like, people are not putting their kids into football anymore. But then, you know, college football is, like, bigger than it's ever been. So what are your thoughts? Do you think mm. the NFL is still around in 30 years? Um, It's really tough to tell because the CTE scared the shit out of most of America, most reasonable people. So right now you have football being a lot of poor people and a lot of – People who have experience or like your father was a player or, you know, because a lot of kids who used to play football are doing lacrosse now. They're sticking to basketball. They're doing sports that have less long-term injury risk. Um, I don't know that it'll die out in 30 years because people love football, man. They're all, I feel like there will always be people to sit in seats. The thing I think is colleges are going to have to pay players and the NFL is going to have to do more to – either protect their players or pay them enough to be like, hey, if you play this game, you have the risk of long-term damage, but you can make a lot of fucking money. I mean, I have a question. Wouldn't that like, basically solve all their problems if they took more like a uh, – and and I could be wrong about this, but more like, uh, I think, basketball? Like, even if you get injured, you're still going to get paid and shit? Like, if they really took care of their people and they were just like, yeah, it's a dangerous game, you're going to get fucked up, but – you're going to be taken care of? Would, would that fix everything? A hundred percent. The NFL makes heaps of profits, and they're greedy as fuck. They're so fucking greedy. So this last Hall of Fame induction is the last time that a lot of the living legends will come back. Normally, all the living Hall of Famers come back for the Hall of Fame. About 60 of them said, we won't be back next year unless you do something to help the retired football players. And not just the Hall of Famers, not just the stars anyone who's paid and the nfl has the money to do that if they they wouldn't even have to take a dime on each dollar they could probably take three and a half cents of every single dollar they earn a profit and they could pay their referees they could pay their cheerleaders and they could pay their retirees and give them health care until they die and as they should it's not going to cost you that money not much money and not only that You'll get a lot of fans who will come back, a lot of people who left because of the moral issues. You'll get them to come back because if you're saying, hey, these guys know the risk, they're taking the risk, and you're taking care of them afterwards, no one's going to no have an issue with that. So, Make the so players pay th 10%. There really were a lot of it's people who, who left because of that? Because like I've heard people who are like, I haven't watched a game since you know whenever, and then like uh, the only thing they watch is like the Super Bowl. So is that really a big oh, deal? Oh, Definitely. I know a lot of people who only watch the Super Bowl, and it's for various reasons. Some for the racial stuff, like the reaction to the kneeling. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have been for the health in the head stuff, just being like, you know, I can't watch these guys basically kill them, shorten their lives on the field. It's I, I can't stomach it. I know a lot of people who do that, who have um, moved in that direction. Mm -hmm. But you haven't, huh? Because you don't care. No, You're like, no I that. don't. 
No, they know what they're doing. Like, <laughs> they know that by now they know what they're doing. I get it. I get a gladiator. Thumb down. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's <laughs> you what I'm saying. You are entertained. <laughs> I am. I am entertained. And speaking of uh, entertainment, horrible transition. I don't fucking care. Dark Phoenix. Uh, that trailer came out. I uh, just want to talk about it because, again, it's a studio like superheroes. You just don't know what the... I don't understand DC, WB, and Fox with their X-Men. I don't... It's a, it's not a hard concept to get a superhero movie right. And they just can't seem to do it. And what's funny is Fox had the X-Men, which probably you could say in some ways helped really jumpstart the whole thing. I would say it was probably Blade. But, you know, X-Men uh. ha- had a part in it, you know, X-Men 1, X-Men 2. And then since then, they, you know, I I liked uh, First Class. I thought it was one of the, I think it's one of the better uh, superhero movies. I think it's the best X-Men movie. That's just. 100%. You know, but. Undeniable. But then, you know, uh, you had, um, uh, what was it? Age of Apocalypse was a fucking garbage. I, I have, I've watched, um. Days of Future Past like twice and I think it's a movie I, I haven't watched it again because I have a feeling that it is not as good as I originally thought that I will watch that movie and be like this is not a good movie so like I haven't watched it again but then well what what would you consider not a good movie like it's a four or like you think it's like I think I probably thought it was a seven and it's really a I probably thought it was a 7.5 maybe eight and then I think if I watched it again, I bet I would put it at around a five. See, I I agree with that. So I think it was probably a seven point five eight when I first saw it, just because of like Quicksilver was pretty cool and the battle scenes were great. The Sentinels were decent, but you, but you don't get enough of them. Um, but upon rewatching, that's when I watch a bunch, especially when it's on TNT. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a it's a six point three to five point four. I would be okay with anyone who put it in that range. Okay, yeah. So, like, they've been, they've just been fucking over the X-Men and doing this, you know, the whole continuity. They should have just started new, but they didn't and whatever. And it's like, what they, you know, then, you know, of course, with Wolverine, they couldn't get that right to the very end. Um, and it's just, I'm so glad Marvel has control over them again. And I, I really wish, like, there was talk that the Dark Phoenix wasn't even going to come out. That it was so bad that they weren't even going to put it out. That they were just going to take an L on it, accept the loss, and get the insurance money from, from shelving it. You know, and I ha- kind of feel like maybe that's what they should have done. Because, you know what, just let the ex, just let Marvel, at the end, in the post-credit season, uh, post-credit scene of of the next uh infinity war movie you know everyone comes back and then wolverine walks onto the screen and he's like you know time to call the x-men bub or some no he just walks on the screen pops a claw and then that's it and we're like oh yeah x-men are here no no i have even better one fucking deadpool pops up and he brings whatchamacallit with him he's like i always hated you (laughs) he's like why we're both canadian yeah or he just looks at the screen and, yeah, this is what you guys wanted or something like that. Exactly. You asked for it, you got it. You know what I really would do? Like how I would end it? I would have it where Wanda was somehow involved in bringing everyone back where she was like, maybe she has a gauntlet, I don't know. But uh, in in House of M, the end of that was basically... Oh, so you're going to basically do a reverse House yeah, of M. Yeah, where instead of saying no more mutants, which she does and erases just about most mutants in the world... 
I would have her say All something. All but 199. Right. I would have her say something like more heroes or something like that. And then like everyone comes back, but then in a post credit thing, um, Fury's like, I need you to check out Westchester. There's some weird stuff going on out there. And, yeah. And that's how you have mutants. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> to get back to the original sub- subject, the Dark Phoenix preview does not look good. Um, it looks like they are basically doing X3 sort of over again, but it's just version. not good. <laughs> yeah. It's not good. I don't understand how they fucked this up. There's a Dark Phoenix story. Just tell the Dark Phoenix story. I think story. the real problem is that you have to care about Jean Grey and Dark Phoenix and all that shit, and she's been in one movie. It wasn't a good movie, and they weren't in there long enough for us to get to know them or anything, so the fact that Jean Grey is going through shit, we don't care about because we don't know this Jean Grey. I mean, it worked with... It didn't even work with the first x3 but it worked on an emotional level because we knew who that gene was you know they just fucked up the 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 execution but i mean everything else was there but here nothing is there i just i don't get it man i just really don't get it how they keep fucking this up it's like with the fantastic four it's like this shouldn't be this hard it should not be this difficult all you should have to do is just tell the stories as they are to show the people what they really look like. Don't go through all this other bullshit of trying to make it make it flashier and make it like an artsy movie. No one needs that shit. Tell a story, make it throw some action in. Learn from Marvel, man. Shit. Yeah. Learn from the MCU. This Dark Phoenix movie's not gonna be good. Yeah. It's not gonna be good. And it's one of those movies where it's like <sighs> there's so many I mean, I do cinema chat because I love movies, I love talking about movies. But there's so many movies now that I don't, I have, I know I'm going to have to see. I just don't want to see, you know. Oh, man, I was about to say something blasphemous. I'm not going to say that. Um, Say it. No. (laughs) Say it! (laughs) Insert insert me from Bloodsport. Say it! Okay, uh, here's the blasphemy. Uh, Just letting you know, this is what I was going to, well, whatever. I was like, like, you know how, like, Jesus was, like, let this, you know, let this cup pass. pass me. You know, <laughs> that's how I feel like some of these movies. Because like, I don't want to see Aquaman. This movie's gonna be shit. It's not yeah, gonna be good. Not, it's not gonna. Be I don't want to no. see. I mean, I actually think um, Shazam is gonna be good. Um, but like, um, so like, I'm kind of looking forward to that. But like, anything else coming from uh, DC Warner Brothers? I don't want to see this uh, Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. I don't want to see the Harley Quinn whatever movie they're making uh, with Harley Quinn and the Joker. I don't want to see that. Like, I don't want to see any of this shit that they keep putting out. They just need to. And that's the thing, too. It's like they know that they've got a problem and they're not doing anything to fix it. They keep going through like it's going to fix itself somehow. Like, start the fuck over and stop fucking around and ruining this shit. God. Yeah, it's not good. It's just all around not good. Before we get out of here, real quick, Bill Cosby uh, is going to be, what, three to ten years or something like that? Three to ten. Fuck that dude. They threw hot dogs at him when he uh, first got on yeah. the uh, into the prison. Yeah. I love it. Uh, uh, there's this uh, subreddit called uh, Fake History Porn. Um, and one of the things, one of the posts when he got convicted was uh, uh, Bill Cosby looking at the yard, uh, looking at his new prison cellar trying to, you know, research the yard or something like that, but it had a picture of uh, Morgan Freeman from from uh, Shawshank. Shawshank. 
Nice. Fucking, yeah, I fucking loved it. But no, uh, the last thing I, I did kind of want to talk about um, is uh, everyone's been talking about it. Maybe it's just black Twitter and the places that, you know, in our Twitter circles. Uh, but there's this podcast called uh, Guys We Fucked. Apparently it's this um, uh, anti-slut shaming podcast. Um, they It came to light. Um, and I don't even know if you want to say, I don't know how you say it came to light. But four years ago, in 2014, they had this episode where they were talking about, um, quote, unquote, one of the hosts was talking about how she slept with a black guy, and it was like her first black, black guy, you know, and it was just all this fetishization of, of a black men and talking about how black men should act and should be all thuggish and reinforcing types of stereotypes and shit like that. But it got big this week, uh, past couple of weeks or so. And everybody's been talking about it, and they issued an apology saying, you know, this is something that happened, you know, uh, years ago, and we addressed it, and, you know, we're sorry, and it should not have happened, and we've learned since then, yada, yada. And I just wanted to know, um, not not necessarily what you thought of what they said, because I think it's obvious what they said was trash and fucked up and problematic in so many ways, but how do you feel about the fact that, you know, it was brought back up like it's I don't know like you know like you see these things on Facebook all the time where people are like 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 I just saw today somebody brought up how um they were like oh Ted Cruz just said that um Muslim neighborhood should be heavily policed by the uh should be um the police should have a heavy presence in Muslim neighborhoods or some shit like that and yeah that's inflammatory that's fucked up and all that but he said that back in like 2015 or 2016, you know, but people are acting like it just happened today. And I'm not saying that Ted Cruz has learned from it or any, in any way whatsoever, but I, how do you feel about the fact that this is something that happened like four years ago? So I, I was of two minds. I was obviously disgusted and angered by what they said, um, the way they portrayed uh, black men, just because one, like you say, reinforces bad stereotypes and their listeners are especially impressionable young listeners are going to go about thinking that that's okay and thinking about that's an acceptable way. And someone's going to say that shit in the wrong company and they're going to f- find out how real life can really get. And, and you know, a side note, I was mad that these two basic women who aren't even that hot were making these statements. It does matter to me what? because here's the thing. It, here's the thing. Yeah, it's it, it's. You shouldn't say despicable things, especially that are shallow. But, like, if you're saying some shallow stuff based on physical appearance and you yourself aren't, like, knock it out of the park, you got a lot of fucking nerve. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> you got a lot of fucking nerve. It would be like me being, like, and I'm a big guy. I'm in, in, in the best of shape. But, like, you fat-shaming somebody? Yeah, being like, man, look at that fat dude. I bet he can't even run a mile. He's so big. I bet if you squeeze him... <laughs> Uh, I don't know, Krispy Kremes will come out, and then people looking at me being like, motherfucker, can you run a mile? Like, <laughs> that, like you, you got a lot of nerve. I'm sorry. In my book, you got a lot of nerve. Being super hot doesn't mean that saying that is okay or that, like, you get a pass because you're super hot. But then I can be like, I get why you're so shallow because, you know, your whole life has basically been about being shallow. That's why you look like a fake Ken doll. But the other side of it is... <clears throat> I don't know how I feel about people zombieing controversy. 
Um, I think if they had said something in a current episode that related to that or was, again, them fetishizing another people, and you're saying, you motherfuckers did this in 2014, do you remember this? And now you're d- doing it with Hispanic men or Samoan Samoan or Pacific Islanders, like what, whatever group that they were, you know, fetishizing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, I also think, hey – you got to take the fucking L right now. You're going to have to take the L if it comes back up 10 years from now because you fucking did that shit. And unless you're going out working with black men trying to help their trying to help in some way to show that you've actually done some type of change, then yeah, that's just tough titty said to Katie. If I say some outlandish racist shit and I get called on it and I don't then apologize anyone can apologize. Louis CK apologized and then came back 6 months later. You know, or nine months later, whatever it was. People apologize all the time and then do shit again. You want to show that your apology matters? Fucking put in the work or deal with getting called out on it. Either or, I didn't pick it. I mean, I, I get it. I, I, and I get that that was trash, but like, it just seems like it's just, I don't know, just like I never heard of these people before. I don't think I would never listen to their podcast. I don't understand why so many people are up in arms about it. Um, it's one of the, if, in my opinion, it falls under stop making stupid people famous kind of thing. Um, because like the woman that, that, um, like, I don't even know who the the woman is that, that brought it up to everyone's attention because I looked at her original tweet and she was like, I was a big fan until I heard this show. I'm like, you're a big fan in 2018 and you're just now finding out about a show in 2014. Well, it could be, it could be like, imagine if someone had told you in late 2017 about this show and it's show 147. Mm Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you get to 147, and you're like, motherfucker. Like, I, I understand her being like, I was a big fan of this until I realized that this is who these people were. I I get that. Okay, okay. I guess I see your point. But I just, like, I don't know. I don't know these people. I don't know these women. I don't know their show. Um, I just know the snippet that I heard, and it's fucked up, and I don't agree with it. I think it's jacked up, and, I, you know... I, I, w- I hope all the bad things happen to them and only them <laughs> and all that. But, like, at the same time, I mean, it was four years ago. Like, are they the same at, Are they the same then, now, that they were then? You know, that's, I guess, is a question I would have. Like, I don't, and I guess that really goes to this whole thing where people are judging up things that people did in the past. Like, are they the same? And, and actually, you know what? I just have a revelation. I take that, I might take that all all back. Well, I don't know, because it's not like they're running for anything, you know? Fuck that. Here's the thing. They have millions of downloads. If they're spreading ignorance, it's like a virus. Oh, right, that's the reason right. why you but call these I, people out. I guess out. the problem I have with it is like, yeah, they have millions of downloads and that's a problem. But at the same time, I have to think that that's what their fans know that they're all about. So like the problem isn't necessarily just that they said it, but that there are that many people thinking this shit. Well, I think it all depends on what episode that is, because there could be people who have been listening to it not knowing Something that that episode did, happened okay I, I see what you're saying like that's the thing they're like there's just so many ways for people to not know that that episode exists depending upon how many that they have um so for me it's like because like a lot of people were like they should have taken that episode down and they were like we don't want to erase this this is something that we did we're not proud of and we don't want to delete it and act like it didn't happen and i think that's more commendable than the fact that they took it down they didn't take it down like i think if they took it down it'd be like they were trying to hide something and i i 
I disagree. Yeah. I, I, the way I, well, here's the thing. The way I look well, at actually, it. you know what? I take that back. I, I'm, not, I'm not taking it back. I think what they should do is take that episode and record something before about how what they said is wrong and this or that, so that it plays before that episode. So anybody who goes back hears that, you know, in some sort of context. That's what I think they should do. I personally think that what they're basically doing is just basically saying like whatever let we'll do a fake apology post on Instagram and then 3 weeks this will be done. Like I think they they don't see some sincere to me. I feel like they just want to move on. There's like and I uh, thought apology was sincere. I didn't. I just think that I felt one I'm pretty sure a publicist wrote that. Uh, not one of them wrote that fucking shit. I don't believe that. That shit was too neat. Um, two, I just, based on their reactions on Twitter, the way they're like almost offending themselves from being like, I I just don't believe them. Um, like, uh, nah, it's, it's sad to me. The whole thing's sad. I, the way I look at it, like, you know, you, you're a victim of your own past. Um, so deal with what you did. Hmm. Tough luck. Buttercup. <laughs> Took me a while to get there, but I got there. <laughs> uh, well, I think that's it. Uh, yeah. I want to thank everyone for listening. It's going to be uh, maybe a week or so before we get back to talking, unless we find some time to record something. Um, but uh, as always, want to thank you all for listening. Um, Speak your truth. Tell your story. And stay woke. Make sure to vote in November, guys. Yes, yes. Register. Most registrations end around October 16th, 17th, 18th, around that area. Some later, some earlier. Check your state. Check your registration to make sure you are registered to vote because lots of places are purging. Mm-hmm. Check yourself. Yeah. Before you wreck yourself. You can find John at TempeWMF on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find his other stuff at TempeWorld.com. And you can find Reggie at Hedonis, that's H-I-D-D-A-N-A-S. He co-hosts In My Humble Opinion and the Cinema Chat Podcast.